0: And they go see their doctor and they get on a proton pump or something like that. And I ran into those problems. And then once I figured out how to solve them, then I realized, okay, here are the early indicators of where someone is going off course. And how do you correct that before you run into a major disease or dysfunction?
1: Hello,
2: hello, hello. This is Gretch from the I Am CEO podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. If you've been listening this year, you know that we've hit 1,600 episodes at the beginning of this year. We're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories, topics, or as I like to call them, business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners just like you, or what I like to call the CB Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. This month, we are focusing on CEO hacks and CEO nuggets. This is by far one of my favorite questions I asked on the show. In other words, I asked, what are the apps, books, and habits that make you more effective and efficient? Those were the CEO hacks. And then I asked for a word of wisdom or a piece of advice or something that you might tell your younger business self if you were to hop into a time machine, and those were the CEO nuggets. That's what we'll focus on this month and some of the top ones that can instantly impact your business? I love all the questions, but with every episode, I felt I would walk away with something I could look at and implement right there to save the precious resources, time and money. Or I would also learn about the advice, tips and tidbits, or tools of the trade on how to level up our organization. So you'll hear some of these this month. So sit back and enjoy this special episode of the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello! This is Gresh from the IMCO podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I've Wade Lightheart of the Awesome Health Podcast and co-founder of BioOptimizers. Wade, it's awesome to have you on the show. Great to be here, Gresh. Thanks for having me. No problem. I appreciate having you on, Wade. And what I wanted to do was just read a little bit more about you, so that people can hear about all the awesome things that you're doing. And Wade T. Lightheart, host of the Awesome Health Podcast, is a three-time All Natural National Bodybuilding Champion, advisor to the American Anti Cancer. Institute and director of education at Buy Optimizers Nutrition, one of the world's most innovative nutrition supplement companies. He is also the author of several books, including the best selling book, Staying Live in a Toxic World, and The Wealthy Backpacker. Wade, are you ready to speak to the i CEO community? Sure am. Awesome. Let's do it. So, the first question that I had for you was to hear a little bit more about what I call your CEO story and what led you to start your business. I think I was unemployable by the time I had hit the age of twenty five or twenty
0: six years old, I had kicked around a bunch of different jobs, mostly everything from manual labor to working in stores to warehouses and all this sort of stuff. Uh, being a doorman, a bartender, and I realized that I was really more of an independent thinker, and those type of situations just didn't work well for me. And I decided to strike out on my own and start my own company, and
2: uh, never look back ever since. Nice. yeah, so you decide to blaze your own trail and create your own path. Exactly. Awesome. And now I wanted to drill down a little bit deeper in here, a little bit more. About- about what you're doing with BioOptimizers and your podcast.
0: Basically, our company, we fix digestion. That's our tagline. And our bottom line is our mission is to end physical suffering and activate awesome health. My co-founder and I, Matt Gallant, we were both personal trainers. we do, That's where I got into the industry of my own kind of CEO of my own company. I started just as a company of one where I was a personal trainer. And I ended up serving a lot of CEOs. which was very good and a great insight, which paved the way for the future. But what we found is that about 12% of the hospital visits right now are gastrointestinal intestinal-based conditions, and many of the pharmaceutical treatments don't actually address the fundamental foundational problems, and these conditions are growing rapidly across the population, and it's having a huge impact. I think last year, it cost over $150 billion gastrointestinal-related diseases. and I had a, my own gastrointestinal problem in 2003. I competed at the Mr. Universe contest, and after that, I gained 42 pounds of fat and water in 11 weeks. I'd really blown out my digestion on following a performance-based diet as do a lot of CEOs who push hard mentally, but will often suffer physically. And that was humbling. Fortunately, I found a, a doctor that helped me rebuild my body from the inside out. And it was so effective. I recaptured my health and my performance within six months. But I, I went to a new level. We coached over 15,000 people from our online business. After that, we started an online business simultaneously. And from there, we realized that there are a lot of people who are suffering from this problem. And ultimately, we moved into becoming a company that solves digestive
2: health-related issues, which are so common. Exactly. Exactly. That makes perfect sense. And how do people like understand that they have these issues? Like you mentioned the digestion issues. Is that something that you can just see or does it take place after the fact that you realize that I have an issue?
0: It starts out relatively simply. It starts out with feeling bloated after you eat or it starts with acid reflux or uh, constipation or feeling sluggish in the morning, waking up with brain fog. These are how these things start. And then maybe excessive weight gain or trouble sleeping or all sorts of these kind of tiny side effects that people will take some Tums for, or they'll take some Pepto-Bismol because their stomach is upset or they have heartburn or then they go see their doctor and they get on a proton pump or something like that. And I ran into those problems. And then once I... I figured out how to solve them. Then I realized, okay, here are the early indicators of where someone is going off course. And how do you correct that before
2: you run into a major disease or dysfunction? Exactly, exactly. And it's always said that your health is your biggest wealth. Now I wanted to ask you for what I call your secret sauce. And you might have already touched on this, but what do you feel like you or your organization unique?
0: One thing is we're a digitally based company. In other words, we're one of the first pioneer companies we started in 2004. And all our staff literally work all around the world. We connect using functions like like Zoom and Skype. And we built digital communication platforms and management and tracking systems. One of the big, I think, secret sauces was a course that you can take uh, called Traction. It's a book, Get a Grip on Your Business. It was a great way for developing a way of bringing together all these people from around the world into a cohesive unit that we could track and grow our business. And that was a big advantage for us. I think something that people, particularly who are Living in this new world economy where you can actually get high quality talent, maybe outside of uh, high income parameters. In other words, you can pay a person maybe a half to three quarters of what you would pay them in, say, working in a major city, and they they can have a better quality of life by working in a jurisdiction which is more economical. They can work from home and you can connect them in a way that allows them to feel part of something just the same as you were coming into an office without all the extra overhead so you can use that extra money to drive the business forward at a faster rate than you could if you were going through maybe a more traditional brick and mortar setup. Even though that we produce physical products, we don't have to maintain the overhead costs that many of our competitors need to. And I think that's the
2: range of where we're going in the future with companies. Yeah, I definitely would agree with that. And now I wanted to switch gears a little bit and ask you for what I call a CEO hack. And you might have touched on this, but this is an Apple book or a habit that you have, but it's something that you feel like makes you more effective and efficient as CEO? Definitely traction. Um, We also use a hiring process that
0: leverages a system called predictive index, and that's helping people get in the right seats. Oftentimes you'll have very talented people who might be successful in one area of the business, but they might be working in an area where their talents aren't actually going to shine, or they're particularly good at one area and you automatically assume that they're going to be able to take those abilities into another area as the company grows. And oftentimes that sets people up to failure. And so with these type of assessment tools, you can quickly profile what kind of candidate you would need for a position. And that wastes a lot of time of where you would try and find out, can you get an A talent? Because at the end of the day, the quality of the people that you bring into your company is uh, going to determine how well that company performs over the long run, especially as the company grows, simply because there's so many moving parts in any corporation that uh, talent is going to ultimately determine talent and culture and uh, creating a culture I think that allows the talent to shine and creates an autonomous environment where they get the advantages of working almost like a solo entrepreneur, but they're part of a bigger microcosm as a business unit. And that's what we offer as a company. And I think a lot of people who are caught in the commuting world, caught in the kind of corporate rat race that was maybe popular in the 80s are recognizing, hey, this is a better way to build a company. It's better for the company. It creates a better lifestyle. And you have an ability to find out those kind of nuances in a, in a person's psychology that would allow them to be successful using those tools and methodologies. And, and now because of online communications, to me, it makes no sense to drag everybody into an office commuting and wasting hours of their life when they can just open up their laptop and uh, be at work instantaneously. And when they're done, they can close it off and get back to their regular lives. And I think people really appreciate that in our company and in opportunities that they have with other companies to do that.
2: Yeah, I can definitely imagine that. And now I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. And this is a word of wisdom or piece of advice, or if you can hop into a time machine, what would you tell your younger business self?
0: I would say the cultivation of a great customer experience, particularly now that we're living in a digital world where I think online retail is now outperforming traditional retail. And the companies that I think that are going to dominate the market and have the most success in the market are the digital-based companies, which reduce overhead, but increase customer experience. So that customer, instead of talking to, a digital answering machine speaks to a real person. That person is trained and is knowledgeable and passionate about the products or services that you offer and can communicate in a way that makes that person feel valued, feel respectful, and also feels that they're talking to a real person. Because I think the more digital that we go or the more technologically advanced we become, the more we crave communication and connection with other human beings. And in this kind of race to technological advancement, I think that's an oversight that a lot of companies make. There's nothing more frustrating than saying as a customer of a company calling and getting an answering machine that you have to punch 15 different buttons in an automated system to eventually hold for an operator. It's lovely when you can either, you don't have enough staff to answer that call, that they could just leave a quick message and then a real person calls them back at the time that's convenient for them or chats with them or texts with them and responds to their requests urgently. I think also removing the obstacles about the fear, for example, by offering really good guarantees on your products. Like we do 365 day guarantees in case people want to return that product. There's no questions asked. We also, uh, we try to look at ways to plus that. For example, let's say someone bought one of our products. It didn't work for them for whatever reason. We do a little bit of investigation when we talk to them and realize they actually bought the product that they needed another one of our products. We'll send them that product. And people are absolutely blown away that we're like our commitment is for our company is, We fix your digestion. And if we can't, you get all your money back. And so we're committed to that mission above and beyond what they might have experienced from another company. And that has built brand loyalty with us that I think other companies, maybe they provide a good product or service, but the problem is, is they don't create that connection and interaction. And I think if you can do that as a company in today's world, it makes you stand out amongst the kind of the digital faceless corporations that people get so frustrated
2: with. Yeah. I would definitely agree with you on that. Uh, now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition for what it means to be a CEO. We're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Wade, I wanted to ask you, what does being a CEO mean to you? It's a couple of different things. I think that
0: being a CEO means, number one, I think one of the things that we have everybody read in their company is a book by Jocko Willink, which is called Extreme Accountability. At the end of the day, the CEO is the ultimate accountability person inside a corporation, both from a legal standpoint, but also about setting the direction, the action processes, the culture of a company. And if you don't set that culture or those processes in the company, they emerge anyways. And if they're not successful, and chances are they won't be or as good as they could be, that's on you, the CEO. You're At the end of the day, the buck stops here. The, I think the other thing about being a CEO, it's its an opportunity to serve. Maybe in the 80s, it was all about how much money you could make. And that's one thing, as the social psychologists have demonstrated recently, Dr. Uh, Daniel Kahneman it's shared that people, after 150000 a year, if, if the marginal increases in happiness are almost Negligible. Where people find their value, their purpose, their mission, and their joy is about being able to serve people in a way that creates that connection and creates legacy and, and serves a greater mission for greater good. And I think as a CEO, if you can connect with your mission, your reason why, and able to communicate a serviceable experience to people in a way that they feel good about, that ultimately translates into joy, happiness, and that extra oomph that you need often to compete in a competitive world. And so I think if you're going to be a CEO, you better be passionate about what you're doing, why you're doing it and who you're serving. Because if you're not, you're going to end up maybe financially successful, but you're going to run into physical, psychological, or emotional distress that isn't going to be worth whatever you gained on one side of the coin.
2: Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And it's great perspective to keep in mind because we're all trying to showcase our talents and our abilities and and our calling and and trying to manifest that self. And our work and everything that we're doing. So, Wade, I truly appreciate you for uh, taking some time out of your schedule. What I wanted to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, and see if there's anything additional you want to let our readers and our listeners know and how best they can get a hold of you. And of course, subscribe to your podcast and get copies of your book.
0: Yeah, so if you guys listening are interested in finding out more information about what we do or how we go doing it, you can go to bioptimizers.com slash CEO. Inside of that, one of the things that we've done uniquely as a company is we're very education dominant. So I created an 84-day awesome health course. Basically, it's what I've compiled over 30 years of the experts that I've gone to systematized and summarize a complete health system that'll allow you to perform at your highest level. We give that away to people. They can, in five to 15 minute videos where I give you the synopsis and summary of literally 30 years experience. And you you can dive deeper into it or you can just take the nuggets and apply them in your life because at the end of the day, you cannot perform at your best and you certainly cannot perform for an extended period of time if you do not have your health in order. And so uh, taking time, investing in that, doing it in a systematized way, I think is a great investment for anyone. And of course, with the high stress lifestyles that CEOs tend to experience digestive related illnesses that lead to greater disease is something that is needs to be addressed early to prevent those big, big life-threatening situations come down the road. So we're here to provide that. We're here to help out and uh, feel free to connect with us by optimizers.com. I am CEO and uh, we'll be happy to share uh, what we can do for you.
2: Awesome. I truly appreciate that, Wade. And we'll make sure to have those links in the show notes so that people can follow up with you. But again, I appreciate you, obviously, for taking some time out and all the awesome things that you're doing. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day.
0: Thanks so much, Gresh. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media